Hello, my soul-seeking friends. It's Shanna. Thank you so much for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. Enlightening conversations with like-minded souls from around the world, sharing their journey of finding their light within, turning pain into purpose, and awakening to their true sense of soul. If you like what you hear, show me some love and rate, like, and subscribe. And consider becoming a Sense of Soul Patreon member, where you will get ad-free episodes, monthly circles, and much more. Now go grab your coffee, open your mind, heart, and soul. It's time to awaken. Today on Sense of Soul, we have Judith Costa. She is an unconditional love coach and self-love expert, a seminar leader, writer, and speaker with a master's degree in psychology and psychotherapy. Judith helps her clients overcome their inner blocks to love, to know themselves better, and to achieve their dreams and to find love and happiness. Judith uses many modalities such as astrology, Reiki, meditation, dream interpretation, self-coaching, past life regression, and Akashic records, which all helped her along the way. And now she wants to help others find their own way. So please welcome this beautiful soul. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited to What's talk to you. In my journey, I have found that self-love is something I was lacking. And when I awakened to it, it was what broke me open. No, me too. Tell me about that. Well, there was a moment in my life where nothing was working. Mm. From outside, I had the perfect life, nice marriage, a handsome husband, enough money, a beautiful house. The problem with not loving yourself is that you can do it for a certain period of time. But if you continue going against yourself ever and ever and ever, you are going to have consequences. They can be spiritual, they can be emotional, they can be physical, doesn't matter. But there is a moment where even if you try to fake it, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. You are going to go down. I had problems with my thyroid, uh, that it's connected with emotional problems. I had depression. I couldn't make decisions because when I I kind of recovered to have clarity and to connect with myself, it didn't last enough to make the changes. And then I went down again. No, And I was in this cycle of not being okay and not knowing what uh, was happening. I never had been, even though I have a master in psychology and psychotherapy, mm-hmm. but I did it uh, mostly to understand my dreams and it's based on the teachings of Carl Gustav Jung. I have not been connected with the idea of just therapy, going there and talking about your problems or taking a pill and, and yeah. thinking this is going to resolve everything. Then the only, the only thing that I could do is to start knowing myself. And I think that this is the beginning of a different relationship with yourself. Mm. Like what's, what's going on? Who you are? What do you like? What do you want? Not the roles that you have in this lifetime. It's more about that maybe you have abandoned yourself in a relationship, in a job, in, a, in life, <laughs> whatever happens. And you have to just come back home, come back to yourself and, and find out what do you want to do? with the rest of your lives. My clients, when I ask this question to my clients, the the ones I coach, say, oh, that's a difficult question. They say, yeah, but this is what we have to figure out together. Yeah. You know, I remember when I was first in therapy years ago, I remember this woman would ask me the same question every week. Like, what have you done for yourself this week, Shanna? And I was like, I'm here. And then another question she would ask is, uh, what are you good at? Oh, that one got me. And all I could ever say was like, well, I guess I'm a good mom. I mean, I really couldn't come up with anything for myself. Yeah, no, I understand. I ask this to my clients and it's very difficult because we don't cultivate this sense of appreciation. Loving yourself starts with accepting yourself. And we have many judgments. We are very self-critical. We don't like ourselves. It's weird because we spend with ourselves, like you are with yourself 24 hours, <laughs> uh, 365 days a year, and you make it difficult. Then 
from acceptance, from saying, okay, this is the whole package. I don't have to be perfect. I just have to be me. We move to self-appreciation. Then who you are, that without your achievements, your worth doesn't depend on the money that you have in the bank, your social status, the work that you do, then you have to understand that you are valuable because you exist, that this worth is your birthright. You don't have to do anything to achieve this. But this creates a disconnection because we are so used to the idea that love is conditional. This is what we have learned since we were kids. Then love is this exchange that in order to really get the love and the belonging and everything that I really need, I have to feed. I have to be at a certain way. I have to show my the best version of myself. Then we start shifting and changing and creating this personality that goes around showing this that we are not, maybe, but we feel comfortable showing to others. And that makes us... Uh, like be intentional all the time because we cannot be us shining with our own light because we believe that in order to get this love, we have to be somewhat different or someone different. Mm -hmm. And we learn this very early in life. And I wish we learned the opposite very early in life. I've always said that. Can you imagine a world where this is like the first thing that we teach our children? Oh yeah, but... There are two sides to this. First, not all of us maybe have conscious parents. And now there is a big conversation about conscious parenting that was not there before. First, solve your own problems. Don't try to create a mini you Mm -hmm. and educate uh, this person with the same uh, patterns that you have. Or like fulfill the dreams that you didn't, you know. Yeah, Yeah, but Mm -hmm. even at an unconscious level, no, all this... uh, stuff that you haven't resolved and that you're putting on the next uh, generation, no? But uh, I have different tools, all of them to access the, the unconscious. And sometimes we realize that from a soul perspective, there are different reasons why we choose to be incarnated in a family that is not giving us the love that we want. We don't have parents that really cultivate this self-love they cannot share it with us because they don't know what it is this self-love and you just have to perform in life and if Mm -hmm. something happens just shut up and continue living and this is because maybe we have to create this self-love from scratch maybe Mm -hmm. we have chosen an environment that doesn't give us this because our soul came with an agenda to learn exactly that and i have seen it in my marriages that was the reason why I thought I got divorced the first time and he was the perfect teacher for me to love myself more, to awaken this. Because there is a moment where, again, your soul says, not anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have a threshold. Yeah, you cannot stop being yourself to be in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Then where are you? You awake yourself, like be just you and see what happens. And then when you do this, you say that maybe, yeah, the relationship doesn't work, not because you don't love each other. I, I still love my ex-husband, but it's because there are certain things that you need to learn. And when the circumstances are there, you are able to do that. You are able to overcome things that if you don't have the test, you will never work on those things. You will never make the effort, not even have the conversation about. Mm-hmm. You know, I found, I found that I was searching for love outside of me, that love and validation for my parents, my partner, for my children. I just, you know, that codependency, I'm going to love you so much and you're going to love me back the same. And, you know, that's one thing that was so big for me when I learned that not outside of you. No, when you discover that you are the source of love, things uh, get simplified because it's like if you have a magical refrigerator this is an example that it's in a book that i love the mastery of love no that no matter what you take out of the refrigerator it really has more and more and more and because you have a lot you can share all this food with everyone no Mm -hmm. and with self-love happens the same if you are the source if you cultivate it 
then you always have more and more to share. The problem is like we give and give and give. We don't replenish our batteries. We don't go and buy more groceries that put in the refrigerator. Yeah. And then we give from a position where we don't, we are empty. We don't have anything to give. Then what we are giving is not love anymore. It's obligation is I should, I need to, because I'm used to, it, it creates resentment because at the end I give, but because I don't receive and, and love is a flow. It has to be given and received at the same time. You you give and, and it comes back to you. Then there is a moment where you say, and, and what about me? Mm-hmm. And you become resentful. Then it needs a shift in, in paradigm. And maybe you have seen all your life that love has been conditional. Mm-hmm. That people that love you ask you something in return. But when you have it inside of yourself and you don't depend on external love, approval, validation, and everything that you have said, then you are free. Mm-hmm. You are free to love whoever you want. You can even love someone in spite of who this person is because you choose. Then the good thing about your relationships is that they improve because you don't try to fix, change, or possess the other people. You can just allow them to be the way they are because you are not trying to get anything out of the relationship. You are giving your 50% and you try mm-hmm. to make it like as good as you can, but you allow the other people to be and you give a space for them to grow without mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, I don't like you because of this or that. You have to change or or we have this problem or that problem. Then you can approach them from a place of love and not from a place of judgment. The more you love yourself, the more you start being understanding and compassionate and kind with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to do the same with others. And I think that a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, no, I know I love myself. I know I love my family, all of these things. And it's like, let's not forget that you're loving yourself as long as you stay just like you are right now when you love yourself. But as soon as you gain five pounds, all of a sudden, maybe you're not loving yourself as much, right? There's those expectations and conditions. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, how easy is to love yourself when everything is right? But when we believe that we have made a mistake, how can we forgive ourselves? Mm -hmm. We can accept those parts of ourselves that we don't like. And that's the beauty of this journey because self-love is a journey. It's not something that you cultivate. But coming back to what you say, yeah, I have clients that say, yeah, I love myself so much. I have a great relationship with myself. (laughs) You say, okay, for a week, please write on your phone everything that you say to yourself, every thought. Mm. Because in one day, maybe we criticize ourselves, mm, I don't know how many times, but in a week, you will have like the tendency. How is the curve? Then when they come back to the next session, they say, oh, wow, I I wasn't aware of this. We are so mean with ourselves, so hard. Worse than the people we criticize that you don't treat me well. No, we are are sometimes our worst enemy. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have found that the things that you are telling yourself that self-abuse is actually what you will allow other people to tell you as well, because you believe it about yourself. So when someone's saying, oh, my, my partner is just so rude to me, he's always saying, you know, you're lazy or something. And then all of a sudden he calls you a bitch. Whoa, well, wait a minute. Now that's not okay. But it was okay that he said all of these other things. And if you're quiet and listen, you'll find that those are the same things you're telling yourself. That's why you didn't have that same reaction to when he called you a bitch, because now you know you're not a bitch. But do you know that you aren't all those other things that you allowed? Yeah, it's complicated because we don't set up boundaries because we are afraid of losing love or creating a bad uh, moment or changing the dynamics of our relationship or losing the love that we want. And then we we really allow things to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe when we react, as you say, no, I mean, this is just too much. It's a little bit late, no, but it's never late. There is always a chance to, to stand up for yourself and to say what you have to say. The problem is that a lot of the ideas that we have about ourselves are not conscious. We don't go through life saying, I'm a loser. 
I'm a bitch. I'm terrible. I'm not going to make it. I'm a disaster. No, we, in theory, consciously have a good opinion about ourselves, but we have a programming. We have a lot of unconscious beliefs and patterns that we acquire from zero to seven. We don't discriminate. And everything that everyone tells us becomes the truth. And we accumulate ideas about how the world works, who are we and what happened. Then every of these messages is still there. It's like if you have a computer, unless you install an upgrade, it keeps running with the old programming, no? Then with us happens the same. Then yeah, consciously you may think that you have a great opinion about yourself, but there are a lot of belief systems that if you don't see it and find out what they are, and you can see in your in your actions, you don't have to go through a past life regression or or do uh, many other things about uh, about uh, this. And, and and I do. I have the tools. I open the Akashic records, and I can tell you. Just see about what you complain. For example, when we do a practice in how to find your soulmate, this worship that I have, and you say, what are your complaints in the last relationships that you establish? Mm. Oh, he didn't pay attention to me at all. I was very involved in the relationship, but he was always busy. He didn't really care about my opinion, my time, and all of this. How was the relationship that you had with yourself? Do you care about yourself, your time? Do you really have a good relationship? Then it's kind of our inner world is represented outside for us to learn. And this is great news because when something becomes conscious, we can heal it. We can change it. We can do something about it. But if it's in the unconscious, if it's this programming, this pattern that runs away once and once again, then it's very difficult to do something about it because you're unaware. I'm a different mother today than I was, you know, with my older children. They're in their, you know, 20s and my younger one, she gets the more awakened mother. <laughs> Lucky her, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but I think that there was this very dysfunctional thing that when you came home with good grades, we just, you know, we celebrated and you felt the love. When you hit a home run, we cheered and your fans all gave you the pat on the back. There's this love that is associated with victory and with success. Yeah. And, you know, and that is not loving unconditionally. No, no, and no, I, no. yeah, I almost think that in those times, people need love more. Yeah. But how, again, how I'm going to give you something that I don't have. Right. Then, unless we believe that love is not something that we give and we get empty of. It's something that we can really cultivate and replenish. I can love someone for no reason. I can love someone no matter what. But it's really difficult for our mind to understand because we have lived in a different way all our lives. And I believe that the reason why we are here is to learn how to love and how to be loved. Mm -hmm. Then we have to go through all these experiences to really arrive to the point of this unconditional love. This is the PhD of love. Mm -hmm. And most of us, we are between kindergarten and middle school, and some people are in university. We are at different levels learning how this works. But we blame others for the way we see love. Disappointments, betrayals, Our parents didn't love us enough. And I think that when you're an adult, there is a moment where you have to figure out that maybe it's not out there, as you say, no? Mm -hmm. You were looking for love in the wrong place. You have to start looking inside and seeing what you can do about love towards yourself, connecting the idea that you are not alone here. You are not separated from the rest of the universe. You are part of this. You are this drop in the ocean that it's supported, that it's here for a reason. Without you, the universe will be different. Without your existence, certain things will be missing. You know how difficult it is that someone is born, the probabilities that yeah. are, that all of this happen, and still you are here. Then yeah. you are here for a reason. Then when we start really paying attention of everything great, 
that we have, that we bring to the table, that love is not, doesn't equal relationship. Love is just something that I give because I can. And it's a big concept because we have been talking about loving yourself without really defining it, but it implies so many different things. It's appreciating, it's a stop judging, is finding your voice, is setting up boundaries, mm-hmm. is honoring yourself, is forgiving yourself for your mistakes or anything that you feel like it's that, is having fun and connecting with pleasure. It's a combination of factors and you don't have to be perfect in all these areas. You just right. have to choose the ones that are more difficult for you and start working in right. one. Just focus on one thing. And we have so much against us. I mean, you know, I've had on a few, one of the first oversized models and, you know, what a huge statement that is to love your body too, which I think for women, well, and men is such a big deal because we've been covering our body and shaming our body, especially women for so long. I started my career helping people to find true love, to find their soulmates. And very soon I realized that there were a couple of reasons. We sometimes get stuck in a moment in in, mm-hmm. in life and we are not able to forgive ourselves or we don't love ourselves enough mm-hmm. to connect with this idea of love. And that was the reason why I created this other worship about fall in love with yourself. But then I got cancer, thyroid cancer. Mm-hmm. And I was teaching self-love at that moment. And I thought I loved myself, no, but I, it was the perfect opportunity to take it to the really practical stuff, no. And that was the reason why I created this worship, fall in love with your body. Because Mm. it doesn't matter if we talk about losing weight or what are the illnesses that we have. It seems that the body is this machine that has to be perfect. And when it's broken, we get angry with the body, you know, when the body is just answering to everything we are doing to it. It's so true. <laughs> to come back to perfect health as much as it can if we get out of our way, you know. And then fortunately, my experience with cancer was great. It was not an aggressive thing. Okay. I'm healed. Everything is, is great. And no, don't worry about this. But I had to make changes. And there was the moment to really think, I am living for the future of I am living right here, right now. What is important? I'm going to use the best glasses to have this drink or I'm going to just use the day-to-day because this is for special occasions. Every day is a special occasion. Your body listens to everything you say. Then if you encourage your body to heal, to you support the healing, you listen to its messages, you really understand that Losing weight is not about calories and just what you ingest, exercise, that maybe the weight has a component of all the emotional baggage that you are carrying. And this is another area of loving yourself. Like, are you ready to let go of everything that you carry from the past and to live in the present and to create the future you want? doesn't matter what happened in the past. What happens is what what are you going to do with your life from now on? My biggest thing is with self-worth. And like you said, I believe that self-love is a journey. Sure, it definitely awakened me and, I, and it is a practice every day. But yet there's still this ego that I have that will come in sometimes and say, you step back and make sure everybody else has before you. And the reason is, is because like you said, in those first seven years, we're we're in theta brainwave and we're watching the world and how it is. This is what was demonstrated in the mothers in my life. You know, they were martyrs. And And actually I grew up honoring that and thinking it was very beautiful to be selfless. And I wanted to be just like them. And I was, (laughs) I was very good at it until me too, a pain, right? My body started to react to it. My mind was all over the place. So, so what I did was numb it all, right? Took all the medications to numb it all, but there's, it's still there. And until you actually can truly listen to that voice and be the witness to it and tell it to get lost. <laughs> That's not true about me. That's an old narrative. 
and I don't live that way anymore, but it still happens. Not as often, but yeah. No, thank you for sharing. I think that we are touching something that a lot of people that are listening of, again, we have been educated or we have ancestral or genetic patterns, family patterns in the way we have to behave. And we follow that because not only, it might be not comfortable. It might not be giving results, but it's the way the programming is. Then you just follow what you have learned. I always say that we go through life with a big suitcase and we keep putting things on it, no? Yeah. Uh, it's a backpack. <laughs> and more. <laughs> and there is a moment where the heavy. backpack is so heavy that we go down, no? Like, oh, we yeah. cannot continue. Then there is a moment to sit on the side of the road and say, okay, what is inside of my suitcase, my backpack, no? Okay, oh, this, I don't believe this anymore, no? Then I can throw it away. Or this, oh, this comes from my parents, but I don't think that, I have the same belief system. Okay, I can let it go. But if you don't really do this kind of reflection on your life and the rules and regulations that you are following, the belief systems, the patterns, the things that are there, you will never find out. Because again, your brain is wired in a way that has a lot of automatic processes. We go on autopilot because the brain cannot function in a way that can make these micro decisions that we have to do all the time, then it automatizes part of the things. Like it always has been this way, then you continue being this way until you add new material, new belief systems. You let go of this, you release and Mm -hmm. acquire new ways of being. Then what you just said, especially for women, mothers even more, is very important. I have learned that I'm the last then what I tell people is in front of every decision, small or big, like I'm going to eat now or I'm going to do something else before because it has to be ready when the kids arrive home. What is the best choice for me now? Do you know, I can't ever remember my momoa, my grandma, ever sitting down and eating with us, nor my mother, even now today. Yeah. And I can honestly say that definitely stopped with me. (laughs) Great. I even make sure that I eat sometimes first before them. And it definitely stopped with me because my daughters, they practice self-love. They know that I do. But I mean, but there was even a time, Judith, that I would have to lie to go get a massage because I didn't feel like I was worth it. I I felt like that was selfish. That's the reason why I emphasize that the more love you have for yourself, the more you can share. Because a lot of people think that, oh, if you love yourself and you put yourself first, then you are selfish. And it's not about that. It's like love can expand in your heart. It's like you say, I can love my children, but I can love my husband. Or I can love my husband, but I cannot love the dog. Or I can not be. I mean... You, you can have a hard beacon off to love. There are many different kinds of love. It's not only a romantic relationship. Then love is, is something that will transform your life and transform everything you touch. But if your worth depends on the external, on the what you achieve, then you are never going to be worthy. Then I think that's something that changed for me. And I think it's the first time I expressed this idea in public, really, is when I really start strengthening my relationship with the divine, when I really figured out that I was not here, left alone. I was part of something big and I was loved unconditionally from this big force. Call it whatever you want then my worth was not connected anymore to this lifetime because we don't even have an idea of the big plan. We don't have the big picture. We don't know the lessons of our soul. And we try to compare one with another. Like if all humans are here for the same reason and doing the same things with the same talents and same difficulties and same, that's not true. We are all here in our own path. We have a lot of similarities and we live in this earth together. But from a soul perspective, our journeys are totally different. And it's a little bit absurd that we try to achieve what other people want without asking ourselves what is important for you, why you came here, what are you feeling you have to do with your life? I agree with you. In fact, a while back, 
in, it was in a meditation, which I always just, just let the meditation come forth and whatever I see, I just kind of do. And there was a meditation and whoever it was, I quite don't remember at the moment, but they're probably listening. <laughs> but I, I remember it was from a, um, a soul's perspective where in this sacred space, this person met this light and this light was clearly telling this person, I chose you. I chose this body. I chose your mind. I chose your parents. I chose all of this because I knew there'd be something so divine about everything about you in your life. And it was almost like the soul had like walked in front of her physical body and and was speaking to her. And it was very touching. Even for me, I was surprised, you know, even being the one who was relaying this in her meditation, that we're all so unique and we all are so purposeful, like you said, connected to the divine, all sparks of the divine. Just knowing that, that your soul picked you, your body, whether you had effed up parents or the perfect parents, whatever it was, right? so important like you're so special thank you yeah it's it's so beautiful it's so beautiful thank you for that and I think that one of the reasons why I changed was when I started working with the Akashic Records for mm. those that they don't know what it is it's, it's a field of information with everything about us is recorded every thought every experience every every feeling Every event that happened, it's like the book of your soul. It's, uh, it's the journey of your soul from the inception, uh, from this disconnection from source, your present incarnation, and also contains the future development of your soul, like the potential, no? because we, we have free will, then we can really uh, change our future. But when I do a session with someone or in the classes, I see how these beings that are emissaries of the divine, we call them masters of the Akashic Records, but they don't have a name, really. They don't have a body. They're pure energy, you know, pure unconditional love, <laughs> as we were mentioning before. How they really can support us and guide us without any judgment. This is one of the things that people say after a consultation. No? I have never received guidance that comes with such a love where mm -hmm. I felt supported, but without any kind of, this is the thing that you have to do. No, When we are talking about an important problem that someone has, and, and we realize that in the journey of the soul, this lifetime that we are having, this problem that we are having is like five minutes in the journey of your soul. And we are so concerned and it's like yeah. life or death. And this is so complicated and we are struggling. No, Then... It's fun to see, no, that how you can really see and say, okay, life is going to continue and you are going to be okay. And you have to trust that you are never alone, always supported, always loved the way you are. And then you start connecting with this idea. And when I see it again and again and again in how the clients are treated by them, because I'm, I'm just an intermediate person and, and being a channel in that moment, no, mm -hmm. of the information that these beings have for them and the questions that the client has for these beings. But it's so interesting to realize that all the pressure that we put on ourselves is just self-pressure. One can just love us the way we are. We don't have to be fixed mm -hmm. or improved. We just have to say everything is okay the way it is and mm -hmm. declare this and start anew. Every breath you take is a new opportunity to live differently. You know, I think one of the things about being that witness and listening to the voice is that the ego is the one who would say, oh, you're not living the right way, or yeah. you're not doing the right thing. So you're not worth it. You're not good enough. All these things. If you, your soul would never tell you something like that because oh, your no. soul could care less, you know, if you went to college or if you have the best body, you know, may care that you have a healthy body because this is its vehicle. But there is a clear difference in the soul and ego when you really, truly listen. Yeah, maybe for some people that they don't believe or the soul, it means too much. You can say okay, you higher self. Yeah. yeah, the voice of your heart mm -hmm. or the voice of the ego. Usually the ego is very loud. 
any of the screams. And talk so much shit. (laughs) Exactly. It's very mean. The voice of your inner self, uh, your higher self, or your soul, your heart is whispers. Mm -hmm. And it needs some silence, some calmness to be heard. And that's the beauty of spending a couple of minutes just in silence, looking at something or meditate or be mindful while you are washing the dishes, just wash the dishes. Because when you are doing something that you create the space for these messages to come to you, to arrive to you. If you're busy, busy, busy all the time, there is no space. Then you cannot listen to this voice. But it's very easy to distinguish because the heart comes with love. It doesn't really tell you what to do. It gives you, never right. takes you. No judgment. down. Exactly. Which is so hard for some people to accept that because when they think about going to the other side, you know, many of us have grown up with Christian beliefs that you're going to be judged. Judgment day. Yeah. And and I ask in the workshops, uh, a lot of people, what do you have to unlearn? Mm-hmm. Because again, a lot of the work that I do, it's not like, oh, let me tell you the solution. And then you really do this and your life is going to be wonderful. It's mm-hmm. like, first, maybe we have to delete some programs <laughs> from the system, identify some things that are not working and unlearn certain ways of living to install something else. On top of this, I mean, I don't like research with mice, but they uh, have received this current electricity on top of some mice when they have a concrete aroma smell. And then the offspring of these mice never have been electrocuted, like never received these shots of electricity Mm. two generations down when they have the same aroma, the same smell they reacted with the same fear then uh, sorry for this that is very disturbing at least for me yeah <laughs> and I, i'm very sorry for the mice that but what it's telling us that we are a product of a lot of things that we have inherited unconsciously yeah we have a genetic lineage we have an ancestral lineage we have a lot of things yeah. that we are not aware I mean, I do this for a living and I keep investigating, investigating and investigating and more things are coming and I have yes. fun with this. But I realize that the idea that I have about myself does have nothing in common with the reality. Mm-hmm. And we tend to torture ourselves. The opinion that you have about yourself is not true because it's based in this programming, in these old things that you have learned, someone told you that you have been practicing, whatever it is, doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah, and unless you're conscious of it, you don't get to make your own choices in your life. Yeah, but good news. The brain is plastic. We have this concept now, <laughs> neuroplasticity. We can change. Yeah. I tell people when they say, oh, but changing is so hard. And I say, no, it's harder to stay where you are, where you are unhappy. Again, you can start anytime you want. Don't wait until tomorrow, next week, next month. Do it in the next breath. Just a baby step is necessary nothing else. You don't have to really figure out where are you going. Start with a concept that it's difficult for you and and find a way. I can share a lot of tools for a lot of people is forgiveness then. Learning how to let go, forgive, but not in the, again, Christian sense of I'm a good person and I'm going to forgive you. Uh, The idea is not to really make the things disappear or condone the, the events that happen. The forgiveness is What sets you free? What allows you to move forward with your life? Yeah, don't be attached, right? Exactly. This backpack and say, okay, I'm going to put everything outside Mm -hmm. and it's going to be recycled. It's going to be this energy. I don't have to carry it anymore. And I can continue with my life. Like I'm lighter and freer and I can make new decisions. And I have a space for new beliefs, new things that are going to happen in my life. Then... Everything is energy, you know, your thoughts, the way the way you see life, the approach that you have. Then the more you look at life as an opportunity, the more you look at yourself as a, a work in progress, uh, mm-hmm. uh, like a white canvas that can have a beautiful painting on it, the more you are able to create a different life. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that you want. We have like the mirror looking at the past to criticize ourselves. Or we are afraid of the future because we, we're not going to be able to figure out what next. And we are mm-hmm. in this middle ground where we don't feel safe or secure. 
And it's difficult to build self-love from this perspective, no? There is a power in the in the living in the now. If I ask you, Shana, right here, right now, everything is okay? In this moment with me talking, then this is where we live. This is where life is happening. This powerful moment is where your life is happening. The important is the moment that you are right now. Mm-hmm. The important is the decisions that Judith make to be unstuck and work differently and live differently. Then we all have certain ways of being. We are afraid of taking risks, of living what it's known and living in a different way. But there is so much waiting for us that we cannot imagine. Possibilities are there for us and they are looking for us and waiting for us instead of saying, yeah, that's the end. No. So in the Akashic record, how much of the information are you finding is present information or are you reviewing your past to make sense of your present life? The good thing about the consultation of the Akashic Records is totally depends on the questions or topics that the client want to ask. In an hour, we have like time for 10 questions. Then if the person is really trying to find out what of their past lives is still mm-hmm. affecting their life, then they are going to ask questions about that. Why mm-hmm. I have the same pattern of abandonment in relationships? And maybe it's really related with something that she experienced and mm-hmm. she came into this lifetime to resolve that. A lot of people are dealing with uh, stuff of this lifetime, no? People that have uh, two jobs, uh, two job offers that are very similar, like what is the best one for me? What I'm going to receive in each of one, like similar salaries, similar institutions, okay. but they can tell you about the team and the things that are going to happen and, and what are the, the good things about it and what you have be careful about. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, yeah, it's information about the future, but they can give you an overview that it's good enough for you to make the best decision. It's like, this is what is going to happen in offer number one, and this is what is good on offer number two. Here you have, and you decide. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people ask about, even we have done like business plans, marketing yeah. plans about uh, companies, talking about the slogans and talking about classes and, and where to teach these classes and what to do. You can open the Akashic records of everything. Okay. That means that not only you and me have a record, a house have a record, a business have a record. Everything that exists has a record because in this field of information we call Akashic Records, it's where we are all one. And there is a lot of physicists getting involved in this and explaining it from the point of view of the scientists because wow. it's a little bit complex to to understand how it's possible that this field of right. information... It's like if you have a, a webcam attached to you where, yeah, everything... Well, is we do. <laughs> we do now. This... <laughs> This information, no, but the funny thing is like, people say it's like the book of your soul. No, it's, it, it has video. <laughs> like this conversation yeah. is not only being recorded in neutral point. No, it has your thoughts, mm-hmm. your uh, ideas about what is the next question I'm going to ask, what happened, how you feel about mm-hmm. the answer, how is it going? And it has wow. information from my perspective. How do I feel? What I'm thinking, what I'm talking about. Sounds like an algorithm. Yeah. I mean, literally that's, the same thing, but people will believe that it's an algorithm that just developed it's on its own, you know, in technology, but they have a hard time believing in, you know, something that they can't tangibly see. But I stopped trying to convince people, but really, until you really try it, it's difficult to understand how it's possible that these records are accessible. And I teach classes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is not something that I do like because I have a gift. Anyone mm-hmm. can learn to do this. In a weekend, I teach you how to access your own records, how to have this oracle available mm-hmm. for you 24-7 and, and to have this kind of guidance. And then it's up to you to ask questions. I remember yeah. when I learned, like I had so many questions about what happens and, and what is these questions that you always wanted to know and you never mm-hmm. know to whom to ask these things. And now is like the most important time that you're going within to ask because there's so much false information. You know, people are always looking for answers online and yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me like, yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. And all this then, I think that also one of the things that are good about loving yourself, it's like you stop not only comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to others you stop caring about what others think about yourself it's not it's not your business you cannot control the opinions of others 
then you try to make decisions from a space in your heart where it, the decisions that you are making feels right. And even if you are getting information from out there, you have to filter through who you are and what's the best for you now. I think that the problem that in the past, everybody believed like, oh, it's a scene in TV, then oh, that, that must be good. No, resolve a lot of the issues about trusting, then you stop looking for the validation and start mm-hmm. like going into your path. This is the way I should go. And, and I understand that maybe it's not your way or you don't get that, or maybe you would do it differently. When you love yourself, there is a level of respect for who you are that you can really apply into others. You stop putting pressure on yourself all the time just to be this perfect being that needs to show up in the world. And you say, okay, this is who I am. This is me. This is the package. When you are honestly yourself and you come from this authentic place, then people also appreciate because they can also like put the the fence down. I can just be myself too. And that's the reason why everyone wants to have a partner because when you're at home, you can just be relaxed and be there and be you. And relationships fail when you are constantly fading and you don't have this safe place to go back, you know? The more you practice with yourself, this love, the easier it becomes to do it with others. And I think it's also good. I mean, we see a lot of differences in, in relationships. Now, there are a lot of things that separated us. Mm-hmm. But what if we put attention in what unites us, in what we have in common, in what we, oh, yeah. we really want to build together? Yeah. We tend to look in everything that the other person is not doing right. Mm-hmm. And what if we, as we start the conversation, no, saying we have to build a sense of appreciation for ourselves, but not for our achievements just because we exist, we start looking at the person that we have in front, just seeing it as valuable as it is and appreciating all the gifts that it brings to the table instead of seeing all the faults. I love that. And also treating yourself that way. You know, that was probably the most eye-opening thing was when, I don't remember if someone had told me this or or where it came from, but early on, I had heard how horrible I was talking to myself. And I just thought, I would never tell this to my children, to my daughter. I would never look at my daughter and look at her and say, you are not worth it. You're not worth it. You know, you aren't good enough. You're stupid. But I was doing that to myself. Well, because the perfect definition of self-love is just be your best friend. Just treat yourself the way you treat those you love. That's it. That's it. I really think this would change the world. This is my opinion. I believe that if we all learn to love ourselves, it would almost be impossible to hate somebody else, to not, you know, want to see love in them too. Yeah, there are a lot of subtle changes. I remember there was one day, I don't ask a lot of personal questions when I meet someone and my husband and say, oh, and where does this person come from and what he does for a living and, and how old is this? I don't have any idea, but you have been talking for an hour. But I don't know. I want to know the real you, not not, mm-hmm. not the circumstances of the person. Yeah. And there was one day and I started looking at the at the people here, like 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 if here is the seat of the soul, and I can see through you the personality and connect with the essence of who you are. I don't care if you are slim or fat, man or woman, old or young. I don't care. I just want to be yeah. with you, with the real you. The part of you that that really matters to me is that this is what I want to connect with. Then coming back to what you said, if we really allow love to guide our lives, Yes, we will build a different a different world. But we are so busy pointing the fingers at others when we should just look at ourselves. And it starts and it ends within you. The more love you bring to the table, the more loving world you build. Then don't wait for others to do that. Just start doing it yourself. Start right now. Just right, now. <laughs> right now. Thank you so much, Judith. So much wisdom. I love this topic. It means so much to me. Get to know yourself. Love yeah, yourself. Don't get the scare. Don't get the scare. A lot of people think, okay, if I look inside, what I'm gonna find? No, all yeah, the, all the bad things. No, like <laughs> and it's like in the shadow. There is not only the the bad things about you, the ones that you don't want to accept. There is all your potential. 
tell you creativity. Everything that you have to unlock is there. Yes. Then go inside and, and find out who you are and live to the fullest. You have so much to offer to the world. My greatest hope is that, you know, everyone, you know, could love themselves. Yeah, I created an organization. If you just allow me, uh, it's not promotion, it's a, it's a non-profit, but it's called Love, Love and Love and aims to really help people to connect with love, a true love, where they can find resources and everything. We have a shop, for example, that has only products that have the word love. Yeah, it's the way we can support the organization and get resources to to do activities and, and pay for things, no? Where can this they go? The to, to your website? Uh, yeah, there is a website called Love, Love and E-N-D. Okay. Uh, unlove.org. And tell everybody about what you do, where they can like work with you and the Kashuk Records, teaching of a book. Yeah, mostly I do coaching and Akashic Records uh, consultations and classes. I have uh, workshops, fall in love with yourself, fall in love with your body, how to find your soulmate, how to find your desires. I also have some things on dreams that change my life. I write a blog. If you go to my website, there is a contact form. Then go there, uh, send me an email and schedule love- a consultation whatever you want of course social media and all of this and it's judith m okay dot com i saw your your podcast and i found you through an interview that you did and Mm. that that yeah i want i I want to talk with her (laughs) well thank you i'm so glad you did yeah and you open the doors and i'm so grateful and also grateful to everyone that is listening or will listen and uh, i'm here to help i'm here to serve in whatever way I can do this for you, just please connect and we will find a way. Thanks for listening to Sense of Soul podcast. And thanks to our special guests for joining me. If you want more of Sense of Soul, check out my website at www.mysenseofsoul.com where you can work with me one-on-one or help support Sense of Soul podcast by donating to my coffee fund. Thanks for listening.